Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli. The following is an interview with Pete Bigler. Pete is a 1988 Plymouth High School graduate where he was state champ in cross country his senior year and second in the 1600 his sophomore year. Upon graduation, he joined the Hoosiers of IU, where he attended for three years until transferring to and graduating from Ball State. Pete has worked in the accounting space since graduating from college, spending the last 20 plus years working as a consultant for CPAs. During this interview, we cover Pete's start in the sport, his journey to becoming a state champion cross country, his time at IU, how he got involved in coaching, what he's learned so far on his coaching journey, and much more. It was clear during this conversation that Pete is passionate about writing high-quality training, and he really wants his girls to have as much success as possible. I enjoyed hearing about Pete's coaching journey that started as early as writing training for his high school team his senior year. I also enjoyed connecting with Pete on being a lay coach, the pros, the cons, and the thinking about coaching during work. Again, thank you guys for listening to and supporting this podcast. As always, I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, I give you Pete Bigler. Coach Bigler, welcome to the Indiana Runner Podcast. How's it going? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how's the How's the track season going? It's good. Um, you know, we've we've haven't had the best weather necessarily for for several yeah. of our meets. So that makes it a little bit of a challenge. And you know, you keep thinking people are going to run super fast, but you know, on a forty degree night with rain and wind, it, it doesn't quite happen. Yeah. So hopefully, the weather has turned and we're looking good for conference next week. Yeah, it seems like it. Like right around yeah. spring break time, it was like perfect weather. And then since we had the greatest then, week, the week after spring break was like the greatest week ever, and it, mm-hmm. it kind of tricked, tricked us a little bit. I think. I know. I feel like we went backwards. Like it was March for a little bit there. Yeah, it was awful. Cool. Well, we're gonna kick things off with a little tear talk. Um, right. The question for this week is: If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would be your top three? You want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, you, you can go ahead and go first. Okay. So number three for me is bacon. Um, Probably my favorite breakfast food. It was actually a short period of time where my family was like in between houses when I was younger. We were living in a like extended stay hotel while like while the house was being built. Lived there for probably about two months. Um, And each morning, like my dad and I would, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know where this is going. (laughs) Each morning, my dad and I would go down to the breakfast bar and they had unlimited bacon. I'd probably have like 20, 30 pieces every morning. Now, now the question is, do you like it crispy or more more on the soft side? I'm more crispy. Okay. What about you? I, I don't like it too crunchy. I, I, don't, I don't want it to crumble. Okay. I, I, like, I have a little chew on it, I think. Okay. Do you like pork belly? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's where it's at right there. Yeah. Okay. So number two for me is salmon. Um, this is probably the, the healthiest of the three that I chose. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I could just, yeah, I could have salmon like every day. I wish it wasn't so expensive, but delicious. Yeah. And then number one is pizza. Definitely my, my favorite food. Um, yeah, I could probably have that every day as well. Just, I don't know, something about it. It just always hits the spot. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is, this is a tough one because, because my, I like track, but I'm probably more of a foodie. 
Uh, okay. I, I, I like uh, good restaurants and things. So it was hard to pick. Um, but I got it down to the three, I think, that I, I could live with. Um, and one is pizza. Okay. And I think it's because you can do whatever you want with it, right? You can yeah, that's food, right. You can have, with the variety. Um, and that'll be the theme for my three. Okay. Right? Like it's, it's a topic, but you can have so many different versions of it that I think it's <laughs> Yeah. Because um, I said hamburgers. Okay. With different toppings. I could, I could probably deal with you. And then sushi. Sushi, interesting. I thought because then I could have a bunch of different, you know, types of sushi. I thought would 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 be good. Yeah. Do you have a favorite burger place? You know, we stopped today on the way back from IU at uh, Shake Shack. Um, oh, that's, good. that's a pretty that's a pretty solid burger. You know, Five Guys. We love Five Guys. My son yeah. really likes burgers, so we we visited them all. There you uh, go. We used to love Ninety Sixth Street Burger, um, but that kind of went out of business. Um, oh, never even heard of that actually. Yeah, right on 96th Street by, by the auto dealers. Dealers. It was, okay. it was very much like Shake Shack, I would say. Kind of a smash burger. Yeah. Have you been to In-N-Out? Yes, I, I love In-N-Out. Yeah. Okay. I've never been, actually. I didn't. Yeah. I've heard mostly good reviews. Yeah, they're they're slowly moving toward our direction. I heard there's one coming, like, in Tennessee or something. Oh, really? All yeah. right. Love to hear it. Uh, cool. So we are also going to test out, we've been, I guess, past two or three episodes done a new segment called car thoughts. It's kind of dedicated to the, those thoughts you have in the car, the shower, like the alone time. Um, so you want me to go first on this one? Sure. Okay. So I heard this song maybe a month or two ago. It's called make a little room by Steve Mokler. Uh, on the surface, it's like a, a corny country song. Um, and I thought, so I thought it was at first, but there's something like really profound in it that like stuck out and I've, kind of carried it with me for yeah the past couple of months but the kind of the premise of the song is like making space in your life to like slow down um and he says there's a line in there that says make a little room a little more room between living and dying and so he's like take the long way home like say tell your family you love them like just like slow down and make a little more room between like living and dying because it's like so easy just like rush Rush yeah, I like, I like that. That's a good one. Um, yeah, so I've been trying to like apply that to life and, and think about that. And then a, a not so serious one. Uh, I had this thought maybe like a year ago, but on a on my like running bucket list is to be hit by a car and roll over the top of it and land on my feet like action hero style and keep running. Yeah, like nothing <laughs> happened. Just, just take off. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Um, I, I struggled with this one a little bit um, and, and I asked the girls for some help. Um, yeah. Now they thought it should be shower talk um, thoughts because okay. like, I don't really have deep thoughts in my car. Probably I don't, I don't feel like um, so, but anyway, the, the most yeah. serious thought I had in my car that I could think of was we, we kind of live in Amish country um, up here in, in the North. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'll see horse and buggies. And so every once in a while I'll, I'll see a horse and buggy, you know, get behind them and think, just how simple their life is mm. and, and how that could be interesting, I guess, for a, for a short period of time. I don't think I do it forever, but yeah. you know, the no technology, no electricity, no, um, and then, but then I get back up on my phone and, <laughs> yeah. and on, right. Um, but yeah, just their lifestyle. Cause we see them all the time and it's like, yeah, that would, that would be interesting. Yeah. Have you ever tried to like not use your phone for a, a day or two or anything like that? I've probably gone 24 hours maybe or so, but, 
okay. addicted as everyone is i think right yeah you, you just realize the like what you really need your phone or how like reliant you are i guess on your phone especially i think yeah. directions is a huge one like fate like going i don't know maybe it's just being a younger younger thing too just like figuring your way out around the city well, no, yeah my son drove home from iu today um, i let him drive part of the way and like, he had no idea how to get home yeah and like you don't know the highway i said get on 69 what's that i'm like oh geez. <laughs> um so yeah like, we, get, we get over reliant on them and then i find it i use it for stuff i should I, like, I didn't need to do that but just looks up something up for yeah for just because it's easy just because it's easy yeah exactly well, cool. Uh, and then my, my natural oh, yeah, one, uh, is we, we lived in Carmel um, for almost 20 years. Um, and at the time I had a Mini Cooper. And so every time I went through a roundabout, my thought was, how fast could I go through this roundabout? <laughs> because the Mini Cooper is like a little go-kart, right? Like, I mean, it hugged the roundabout like you wouldn't uh -huh. believe. And I think you, I never tried it, right? Uh, okay, I was going to ask, is it just a thought? Or? Yeah, yeah. It, it was just a thought, we'll say. Um, but yeah, you, you could probably fly through there. Yeah, <laughs> it, hugs, it hugs the curve. But. Nice. Well, cool. So we are going to get into your story, your background in, in running, and then yeah. talk coaching. So we'll start from the beginning. How did you get your start in running? Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, as a Indiana kid, right, I did all the sports um, as, a, as a young, you know, elementary kid, you know, basketball, baseball. Um, foot, foot, I did football, tennis, soccer, anything else. And I was always pretty fast. Hmm. So if anything, I was probably going to be a sprinter. Um, um, you know, I, I, I missed the elementary race my fifth grade year. They, they did a race around me at the circle drive because I got hit in the face with a baseball <laughs> right, right before. And it, it kind of went over the glove and like knocked all my teeth out. Uh, so I was, I was out. So. I never got to win the elementary championship, which I'm still upset about. <laughs> um, and, and that also ended my baseball career because I was actually really good at baseball. Okay. I became afraid, I became afraid of the ball. I bet. Yeah. So I, I couldn't hit anymore. I was like, I always backed out of the box. Um, so was that the sport out of all of them that you enjoyed the most? No, ba basketball. Basketball. Okay. Yeah. Um, so and part of it, I was tall. I mean, I was. I'm, 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 I say I'm six foot. I'm probably five eleven and a half or something. Yeah. But I was like this tall in like fifth grade. Oh wow! Uh, so like I was always really good at basketball um, as a, as a kid because one I was tall and fast. Um, and so in fact I I was named uh, player of the camp at Gene Katie basketball camp at Purdue. Wow, that's uh, cool. When, when I probably in like fifth grade or around that time. Okay. So anyway, so I, I decided to give up football in seventh grade to run cross country to be in shape for basketball. Okay. I mean, I mean that, that was it. I, mean, I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't know what, I didn't know what running was. A couple of my friends did it. Um, and so my first meet, um, I, don't, I don't know what the time was, but I was seventh place on our team. So, I, okay. so and then I, I kind of thought, well, that wasn't so bad. Um, you know, I could probably run faster than that. Um, and so the rest of the season, I went undefeated. Wow. And, and I got second at nationals. <laughs> so I kind of figured out, and I tell the girls this all the time, right? You know, if, you, if you're running, let's say, a six-minute mile, it's, it doesn't hurt that much more to run 545, right? Or, you know what I mean? Like, and so I, mm -hmm. I kind of figured that, oh, I could actually run 
a little faster mm-hmm. and it didn't hurt anymore. But, uh, but then you have success, right? Um, yeah. So literally I went from, I don't know, 3K probably in 13 minutes to I ran, I ran under 10. Wow. Maybe in, in seventh grade, something like that. We got second at nationals. Uh, it, they were in Cincinnati um, uh, that year. So was it as simple as that? As like a, kind of, a yeah. mindset shift? Like, yeah, I, got, I can actually do this and just okay. <laughs> I did it, right? I mean, I didn't train any differently. I didn't, I mean, we didn't run that much. Some grade you don't run very much anyway. Yeah. Um, just like, yeah, why don't, yeah, why am I not winning instead of kind of back here in the, <laughs> goofing off in the back? Kind of yeah. Thing, so. so you join cross country to get in shape for basketball. At this yeah. point, like when you're having a ton of success, so you starting to enjoy it more and. Like, yeah, continue doing it. it well, I definitely figured out, oh, yeah, I probably should do this running thing a little more seriously. <laughs> um, uh, and then, but I, I still played basketball all the way through. I played my freshman year in high school and sophomore year in high school. I mean, I was a starter on the varsity as a freshman and sophomore, um, but I did give it up uh, my junior year, senior year okay. um, to, to focus on, on the running um at that point was that a tough decision you know looking back i don't know that i gave it as much thought as i should have probably i think mm-hmm. i kind of just said oh, no, i'm not doing it um as opposed to really thinking it through and, I, and looking back i probably should have just kept playing um mm-hmm. it, it, you know back then there weren't the indoor meets to do there weren't i mean so it was, it was just basically running you know just running on there on your own um uh, at the time yeah so did you have any any regrets, like either later in high school or even after? You know, I almost rejoined my senior year. Um, um, but yeah, it, it was close. It was like, yeah, I could. Um, I, I always had the dream of them knocking on the door saying, hey, can you, can you just come in for the tournament? That sure probably wouldn't even be legal or anything. Um, you know, I, I still wanted to run. I, you know, I didn't like the practices all that much, right? You know, mm-hmm. I kind of just play the games and and that sort of thing. So, yeah. So you have a lot of success your your very first season. Uh, what is the rest of like middle school like? When do you really start enjoying it and feel like you know this is my sport? We uh, and I don't know why I started doing them, but I, I started almost immediately doing a ton of road races, like in like that seventh grade, eighth grade, a time period. Um, and met um, uh, 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 Dr. Culbertson uh, from South Bend, who uh, his daughter, Jenny, Jenny Culbertson, was a, was a really good runner um, at IU. Um, she was a couple years younger than me. Uh, but, but her dad, and he was really into the, hey, wow, you, you just ran the, the second fastest ever for t- a 12-year-old. You know, ecstatic, <laughs> right? Um, and so we, we started kind of chasing like national records um, wow. for like 12 years old and 13 years old. And so I'd go run a 5K or a 10K or a 15K or I, mean, I did a half marathon. I get in a 25K. Whoa. I mean, I just, oh, yeah, I'll try it. You know, and just up in these races. I don't think I ever broke a record, but I'd, I mean, I'd be close every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, that kind of keep, so we did that a lot. Um, just kind of travel around the Midwest. You know, but back then there were road races every weekend somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so did a lot of that in the, in the summers, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Were you doing any type of like serious training at this point? I mean, not real. I mean, I ran every day. I, I, I was pretty good about running every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, training, no. Like there weren't, there weren't workouts necessarily. Or it was mm-hmm. we, we didn't have a Tuesday night fun run. 
in the park uh, okay. where you go and you, like that you might run a little hard right because there's a one mile or two mile or a four mile and so you might do four miles a little bit harder that day mm-hmm. but every other day we just kind of run um, okay. kind of thing. cool how was uh like the transition to high school in those early years then it was good um so, so i was you know i'd had successes you know something so i kind of knew I'd, I'd be okay at it um and so freshman year i ran pretty well in cross I did, did not make the state meet um but ran 1530 um at no I, that's at manchester which if you know that that's like the flattest course in the history of the, <laughs> the universe yeah. uh, at the time so uh like 1536 or something like that um and so one of the things i would say again as a freshman and sophomore more specifically probably is coming from you know plymouth a small school northern indiana small conference we never really had competition Hmm. um you know you know you're you're carmel right you were running against zionsville and you know noblesville and all these great schools like we could win a meet by three minutes right or Hmm. i mean and so I don't know that we learned to race as well. And so then you get to a big semi-state and it would be overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, there's five guys next to me. Like I've never had a guy next to me before, right? Kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so definitely as a freshman, that that, that was a big impact. Um, uh, that like, oh yeah, I wasn't really used to running with anyone anywhere near me. Um, yeah. So I, kind of, I basically choked, <laughs> I mean, I would say. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know how to place, I don't know what I ran, but I did not qualify for state. Um, uh, freshman or sophomore year um, and probably should have. Were you pretty much by far the best guy on your team? Um, we, we had a pretty good team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I certainly was the better runner on the team. Like now we often ran together in, in the race, like all seven of us would finish at the same time or, okay. uh, you know, some of our, you know, back then we used to race on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, right? So I mean, all you did was race, and some of our races were kind of a joke. Um, but yeah, uh, we we eventually got to be a, a pretty good team actually um, in my senior year. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, and so when I think about coaching, not to jump ahead to the coaching discussion, but um, that's one of the things I really tried to focus on is getting the girls opportunities to go to the big meets, mm. right? Go down to flashes go to Carmel Showcase, because you got, that's, that's a different race, right? I and mean, that's a, it's a different learning experience than beating up on, I guess I probably should mention a schools locally, you know, you know some <laughs> small little school, you know, next door who, you know, their best girl runs 630 in a mile, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's, you know, that's not, you're not learning much that way. Um, yeah. Have you seen a, like a, a big mindset, mindset shift, like within your team going to those big, big meets? Oh, I, I definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in fact, we went to nationals a couple of years ago with a group of, um, not that we were going to do anything at nationals, but just to, to, for the stage, right? Like, Hey, mm-hmm. you guys are at this level. Hopefully that makes state not feel so big. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then certainly regional shouldn't be that big and you know, conference should be even, you know, nothing kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Can it be kind of a, a double-edged sword a little bit? Does it make the like local, like smaller meets, a little more challenging to, to get up for definitely particularly when the weather's bad like there's just nothing if, if it's good weather at least you can be like hey we can at least run, try to run fast yeah right? because we have, we have some teammates who can run you know with you right kind of thing um, but yeah we had a few meets this this spring that's like 
yeah, I, I know it's hard to get excited. <laughs> I, I get it, but you know, yeah. you, do what you, you do what you have to do. Um, so early on in high school, did you view yourself as a runner or did you feel like you're more a basketball player or I don't know, how'd you approach? Um, I would say probably coming into my freshman year, I would have probably given it 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm a runner, but, I, but I'm definitely a basketball player. You know, I, you need to play on the varsity. Um, you know, again, I was a starter on the varsity as a freshman. That was good. Um, but, you know, certainly probably my sophomore year, it was definitely much more running than, than basketball. Um, was, so as exciting as it was to be, again, a starter on the varsity, um, I, looking back, that might have been a mistake hmm. in that I lost my aggression because I became, instead of being, you know, the, the scorer or the, you know, whatever, you know, the teammates are like, hey, you're a freshman, dude. All <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, pass, us the ball, pass us the ball. Um, so I definitely lost my scoring and became just a, totally a passer. Um, and so I think about, again, I think about all these things related to coaching, right? So when I'm coaching the girls, you know, I guess the opposite of going to the big meets is at some point you need to learn to win, mm. right? And so there are some benefits to, um, you know, these local tiny little meets where, you know, you, you, you get a chance to compete and practice the, just the technique of winning, mm. um, no matter what the time is. Um, and so there's pros and cons, right? For, for, for those, we try to come up with some positives for those little meets. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a lot of value in learning to run when you're like expected to win, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yep. A difficult thing too. Well, um, even the tactics of surging or, you know, taking the lead or, fo- you know, following for, you know, instead of just like, a t- if it was just a time trial, mm-hmm. you know, particularly a track, um, you know, it's, it's different. So definitely. Um, throughout your whole like high school career, do you have any, any moments that really stick out to you or even like accomplishments that really stick out? So, well, as a, so as a sophomore, I ended up getting second um, in the 1600 um, at state. So that was, a, that was a pretty big one. Um, kind of feel like if I'd started my kick a touch earlier, because I was basically in last place with a lap to go. Wow. Um, if I started a little bit earlier, I, I might have might have been able to get get it. Um, but but Brandon Smith won, so I, I doubt I would have caught him because uh, he, he was pretty <laughs> solid. But I could have been closer. Um, so that, that was pretty a, a pretty early highlight, I thought. Um, was that the first time you like really believed you could compete on that big of a stage, or did that happen even earlier? Or right, so I qualified in the mile as a freshman. Um, okay. And then got last, I think. <laughs> Shout out the back pretty quick, pretty quickly. Um, and then, so yeah, probably yeah, sophomore year, I would say, for sure, started started to believe a little bit more. Um, and then as a junior, um, our, we had a relay team in the, in the four by eight, which back then it wasn't a, an event. Hmm. So it was not a state event. So you didn't, you didn't run it very often, oh, uh, but we okay. set the state record. Oh, wow. Um, so we were in 750. Um, I know the team's running faster than that nowadays, uh, but, but when they, when it wasn't an event, it didn't happen all that often. So that, that was a pretty big one. We, you know, we had fun doing that. And then, yeah, then senior year, I guess cross country, I ended up uh, winning state um, and ran ran under 15. Yeah. So, were, you, were you the favorite coming in? Um, I don't know that there was a f- favorite. 
I was probably the second or third fastest returner, maybe. So there probably was a handful. Jim Arnold, I think, would have been the, the fastest returner. Um, and he probably, I guess, would maybe be considered the favorite. Um, and he beat me one. I only lost once that year, and he beat me earlier in the year um, at New Prairie. Um, but he'll, he'll tell you, he went out way too fast. They went, <laughs> they went through the mile in like 426 or something or some crazy. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> Um, so yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he, he died off a little bit. Um, but yeah, so that, that was fun. That was a good, good, good experience. Yeah. Sure. What, what do you remember about your training in high school? So we, we had a real, and Coach Shockey's still around and, um, he was a really good coach and let, particularly senior year, he kind of let us do what we wanted. If, uh, which is sounds so odd, right? Like, <laughs> um, but I, I, I was someone who, I mean, and I do now too, right? Have, have very strong feelings on certain training and, and you know, nothing, I even knew anything, but I read a lot of stuff back in the day. Mm. And so I, I mean, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and he kind of let us do it. Um, and so we, I mean, I, I basically planned every week, every practice wow. in my senior year, uh, except the final two weeks. And I think he did a brilliant job because I would have probably kept hammering. Right. Um, he did a brilliant job of like kind of backing us off. Um, and so I, again, I think it was, it was a good mix because we had a group that would just work hard mm. and then we, we did it and we probably would have overdone it, um, but we ended up getting second as a team. Um, so another highlight oh, wow. um, our small little school um, was pretty big. Carmel beat us, I think by, I think by eight points, maybe 10 points. It was, it was fairly close actually. Wow. Um, so we all, we almost got the, the big dog. Yeah. Oh, kind of... Am I supposed to say shout out every time I say Carmel? Or... <laughs> <laughs> it's the keyword. Yeah. Uh, what kind of stuff were you guys doing? You know, we did a lot of, and so I also like to do it on the track as opposed to on the grass. Yes. Yeah, it's my personal <laughs> preference. Part of it is uh, very analytical. So I like the splits, like every, mm. you know, um, you know, so we would do, you know, six, eight hundreds or, you know, six, one thousands and, and stuff like that. But huh. we went, we went, but we went hard. I mean, it, it was no joke. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds we, like it. Yeah. So you would eventually go on to run for IU. Um, how did that come about? Where else were you considering? Like, what was the recruiting process like? Yeah. So probably the big, the big ones I was looking at, Tennessee was one. Uh, Kentucky was probably my second choice, maybe. Um, I visited Arkansas. Oh, cool. Um, which I mean, they were. I mean, they're they're the back then. They were. I mean, they were the men. Um, so that was that was probably the most far fetched one. Like I, mean, I don't know if I even we got a scholarship there, but it was pretty cool to go down there and and see. Um, it was, and then I think I think he got five visits. I, I did not take my fifth. Um, as Notre Dame was on the list for a while, but, but that, that was a little close to home. It's only like thirty minutes away, so it's like I'm not yeah. going. Uh, so I, I kind of knocked them off the list. Uh, Naval Academy uh, was oh, cool. a big possibility at one point. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, just uh, basically all, three of the visits were the same. IU, Kentucky, Tennessee, those visits were kind of all the same. You, know, you meet a professor, you, you meet the coach, you know, just very scripted. At Arkansas, like I'm not even sure I saw campus. <laughs> like, oh, really? and I went to a party, <laughs> like went to a track meet, and that was kind of it. 
right? So it, it was definitely a different vibe. I'm like, I'm not sure how much academics are going to play into, into this yeah. down here. <laughs> yeah. uh, and not that I care all that much about that, but like, so they were quickly off the list. Um, but Coach Bell at IU was just the, I mean, he, that was the decision maker right there. I mean, it, yeah. um, I mean, I probably knew I was going to IU from an early age. He wrote me a letter after I won the state um, in seventh grade. Um, in, in like a track event in the summer, they used to have these summer relay, summer event, whitewater series or something. And I won the like the 800, 1500, and 3K as a seventh grader. Um, and he wrote he wrote me a little note, and I mean, I, I, I find that note I was probably going there. So wow, and I, I never I never said that, but that's kind of hooked probably because he put me on the list of um, I, I would get the weekly notes from the meets. Oh. So Coach Bell, when you know, post meet, right? You get the splits and the like for every athlete, but he would also write write a sentence or two. Hmm. Um, and that's something I've continued today. I do that after every meet. Um, you know, here's your splits, a little sentence or two for each runner. Um, that's something I learned from him. But but I I get those in the mail um, from the college races, and you know, even when I was like 12 or 13. Um, wow. So yeah, that was pretty cool. So what would uh like what do the notes say? Is it like yeah, I guess. Well, what do you typically write? My notes or Coach Bell's? <laughs> Coach Bell's weren't as friendly as mine. Okay. I, try to, I try to keep mine pretty positive. No, um, you know, things like, um, you know, hey, you made a great move on the second lap, right? Or, hey, you should have made a bigger move on the second <laughs> lap and they, they gapped you, right? Or, um, so it could be race strategy. It could be, um, you know, congratulations on the time. Um, you know, if, if if someone made it like a oh hey you just moved to number ten in the, in the all time list here at Warsaw you know, that mm-hmm. kind of note, um, but it's something to connect a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, how was the transition to IU? It was it was good. Now I, I got hurt in high school my senior year in the spring, mm-hmm. um, so I, I didn't even compete. Um, I think I ran I ran one indoor race, um, a distance medley relay at Purdue. Um, and now, if you talk to coach, um, he says I ran 408. He's got a little, he's a little quick on the finger, I think. Yeah. Um, but pro- you know, probably I'm gonna, I'm gonna say 412 or something. So I was in really good shape that spring. Wow. Uh, and then uh, IT band. Mm. And so yeah, just kind of limped along, and and so I didn't compete at all um, in the spring, and that carried over into the summer. So I didn't have a super great summer, um, you know, going into um, the fall, but, but besides that, the transition was, was great. I mean, it, was, it was fun. It was definitely fun to, to get on campus and start running with, with the guys. Yeah. Did the IT band ever get bad enough where you like thought about not running or? Um, I mean, it, the IT band itself, probably not, but it started causing other things that would at times become even more of a problem. Mm. Um, I mean, even to this day, if I start running, it would be hip, IT band Achilles, right? Like, mm-hmm. like kind of the, tri- the triangle there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So that 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 made it a little bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just going from, you know, hey, small town, you know, kind of I'm the I'm the man. But to, mm-hmm. I remember the one of the first runs was, I don't know, familiar with Bloomington, but Griffey Cascades is this you go down this giant hill and then up this other giant hill. You know, the hill's like a mile long. Um, and then kind of loop around. It's like eight miles. And I think the, the plan was we were supposed to run like, I don't know, 545 pace or something like that. Um, 
And I remember like in the second mile or maybe the third mile, because we had already gone up the hill, three girls passed me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like Kim Bat, um, um, Michelle Deckers and, and um, uh, Colette Murphy, um, I mean, you just go flying by me. I'm like, I'm looking to watch them. I'm running like 550. I'm a little slow, like 550s or something. And they just went flying by. I'm like, okay, it's a different world. It is. We, we, we're at a different level at this point. Yeah. Uh, do, you like, do you embrace that or how did that, yeah, how did that make you feel? Well, at first it was shocking, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> this never happened. Like, what is going on? Well, yeah, I feel like I'm, am I running seven minute miles or something? And yeah. we didn't have GPS watches either at the time, right? So you don't really know mm-hmm. how fast you're running. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was fun. It was a lot of great athletes there for sure. Yeah. So the, the transition was pretty good. Um, how was the rest of your time at IU? <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, I was hurt literally the entire time. Um, so certainly from an athletic standpoint, I'd say awful, <laughs> right? Like I, I probably ran, I try to think about like how many races that I even run in three years, three years. Like maybe 10. Dang. Like it, it, it was rare that I got to put a uniform on that I was healthy. Um, and so that that became, you know, uh, kind of a bummer. And what's that? So I got to go see the sports psychiatrist um, mm-hmm. as part of, you know, that I kind of deal with that and stuff. And um, so, yeah, so it, that, that made it a bit, bit of a struggle just from my perspective. Um, that I still loved IU. I mean, my teammates were, were awesome. I, mean, I totally loved going, I still loved going to the meets and watching. Um, and my college roommate, I don't know if you know that was it was Bob Kennedy. Oh, that's right. So I mean, he he was okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was a fair runner, right? <laughs> um, and so you know, again, I still love that. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, just, lack of the ability to for me to run was I struggled with that you know a lot probably. Yeah. Did, so I guess you kind of answered the question I was going to ask, but did you like mostly have a positive? outlook on, on how things went or did you find other things like that you're interested in or yeah how was the whole time um they got to know me at the movie theater right I, I <laughs> a lot of movies um, i always joke the one time i was i was in there by myself and um they even came and asked me if i was ready that i'd been there so often <laughs> and i was kind of like the, i was kind of like the guy who came to the movies all the time mm-hmm. um because you know because i couldn't go to practice i mean half the time right i mean I'd be in the rehab room or I was actually running or, or those, those sorts of things. So, yeah. What, uh, what'd you study at IU? You know, so I, I changed several times. Um, generally business was probably going to be the plan. Um, probably along with the lack of success in, in the, uh, athletic arena that impacted my academic arena. <laughs> and so I, I did not get into the business school. Um, so that's kind of a wayward child probably for the longest time. Okay. What, uh, what did you plan to do after school, like heading into to college? I, I always thought I'd be a lawyer. Um, I kind of thought a tax attorney was going to be my okay. thing. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the plan was law okay. school all along. So then what, uh, what did you end up doing like after school? Were you thinking leaving IU? Yeah, so so after so I was at IU for three years, um, and probably the, the one of the toughest conversations was like, okay, I, I got to give it up, right? I mean, I, I'm going nowhere, and so I, I, w- I drove over to Coach Bell's house, 
and we sat down and talked and I basically gave up my scholarship and said, you know, I'm, I'm not doing any, any good for you, right? And, and so uh, transitioned to Ball State, partly because your GPA gets to start over, um, <laughs> which, is, which was a bonus. So I did graduate with a 4.0, so I would say I, I kind of laughed as I barely survived at IU. Um, and, and so graduated with a business accounting degree um, from Ball State. Okay. And uh, where is your career taking you since? Yeah, so I, I after graduation, became a uh, CPA and worked at a CPA firm uh, in Elkhart, Indiana, which is not too far from where we are now. Um, and worked there for, I want to say eight years, I think, um, and, and jumped over to a, a group called Audit Watch, uh, which is where I work now. So over 20, so over 20 years at the same place. Um, awesome. and, and so we're basically a, a training and consulting firm. So I travel, basically my job would be traveling the country, teaching seminars to accountants. Okay. Do you, are you enjoying it? You know, after 20 years, the, the travel's getting a little older than, it, you know, it was so much fun earlier in the, um, but yeah, no, totally. It's, it's still, still a lot of fun, which is, partly goes into the foodie thing, right? I get to go to a lot of good restaurants because I'm traveling all over the country. Um, and so, Yeah. Yeah, is it is it like mostly regional, or are you going are you going everywhere? So anywhere in U.S. or Canada? Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you have a? Uh, like That's top... where I spend a lot of time in Canada. Okay. Do you have like a top three places you've been? I mean, I like New York City um, a lot. I don't know that I would want to live there necessarily, um, but I, I really enjoy visiting New York City. It's probably one of my top places. And that's probably number one. Um, I like uh, Vancouver is nice. Seattle's nice. Generally, any of the big cities are. Yeah, we also get to go to, you know, small little places in Iowa and stuff. That yeah. isn't quite <laughs> as exciting. Uh, but no offense to Iowa. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah. So being a foodie, I, I don't know. So I lived in, in Baltimore for about a year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been back for a little over a year. And like when I think about Baltimore, really like the only thing that I miss about it is like the local food spots. Yeah. I'm thinking about like the places I've traveled. Like there are there are definitely places where they have like cool stuff to do and like to visit, but it seems like food is really what sets each place apart. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Right. And I kinda have my spots. Like I know what restaurants I go to in each city if mm. I go to repeat ones and um yeah, I used to be really good. Like in New York City, even I would always go to a Broadway show, right? Oh, cool. You know, almost every day. Right? What else are you gonna do? Yeah. And I kind of replaced that with eating out, <laughs> instead of going to a nice restaurant. Um, Definitely. And heading back to the hotel early. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any like good local spots where you're at? Yeah, not too bad um, for a, for a small town. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I actually live in Syracuse, Indiana, but but you know, coaching Warsaw. Um, you know, they've got some good spots actually. Nice. So you get involved in coaching in 2016. Um, how did that come about? Yeah. So we, we moved up, um, to, to this area from Carmel. It, it was just to have a lake house. Um, and so for a while we went back and forth and then we moved full time, I think around 2015 or so. And at the time my good buddy, um, his daughter was a freshman at Warsaw. And so 
he basically invited me to come over and like watch practice. Um, and so by 2015, I, I, I watched a couple. Um, and pretty soon I had a watch in my hand, right? And then <laughs> pretty soon he and I are both volunteer assistants, right? Um, and so it kind of just evolved um, kind of slowly from just showing up. Um, yeah. Had you been involved with the sport? Like, had you kept up with pro running or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I was always, yeah. a, always a fan. Um, so, yeah, I always kind of kept up with stuff. I, I ran even post IU. Um, I ran some. You know, I did some marathons and, you know, some of that stuff. I mean, never, never fast or anything. Um, but um, so it was kind of always kind of involved. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, how are the, the years being an assistant, uh, how have they, have they been? What have you learned? What are some, maybe some key lessons? Yeah. You know, I, I, I like the assistant position because right? the, the thing I wouldn't want to do is the administrative stuff that the head coach. Yeah. Has to do, right. So I get to do all the training, um, and all, all the, guy, what I would call the, the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've kind of been in charge of the training probably since about 2017 or so. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's been, it's been a blast. Love it. That's awesome. What, uh, are there any moments that, that stick out so far? Favorite, favorite moments? Well, so, so I only cried twice. Um, <laughs> so once was, uh, we got second in the four by eight at state. I don't know. It's been three years ago now, maybe 2021, 20, I guess. Right. And it was, it was from the slow heat. Right. So, it was, you know, we didn't, yeah. we didn't get in a fast heat. You know, so we had to spend a lot of time thinking like, Hey, we can really do it. And, and everyone ran, ran the, just the, the perfect race. So that was a, that was a pretty, you know, school record. You know, that was, that was pretty fun. And then the other one was a girl on the team, Taylor. Uh, I mean, was trying to break 12 minutes for two miles for four years. Right. You know, she'd run 1202, 1210, 1215. Um, and when she, she finally did, it, I don't know, really, 1150 or something, but that one, that one, that one got me. A little bit, yeah. you know, like because she tried so hard for so long. Yeah, those are those have been some of my favorite moments so far. Is like, like you, only you as a coach know, like that this person has been trying to break this time. Yeah, I mean they're in the back, they're in the back of the pack, and you know, but they're, but they're doing their thing, and, and you know, exactly. so that those actually have been some of the most exciting, right? When yeah. someone you know, breaks six minutes for the first time, or you know, or thirteen minutes, or you know, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so being a, a fellow lay coach, uh, what would you say are some of the pros and what are some of the, the cons? So cons, um, you know, not being in the school for the recruiting aspect, mm. I, th- I think hurts our program quite a bit. So no one on the girls side on the, in track is in the school. They're all late coaches. Oh, really? Uh, and so, and I think that hurts us. Our, our, our team size is down quite a bit um, mm. this year, um, and so I mean I, that's a definite con um, for for not being in the school. Clearly, the schedule it, it would be nice to be on the same schedule as as the athletes. For sure. Uh, uh, but you know, if, you know, there's times when you have to miss practice or whatever for a work commitment. But yeah, trying try not to do that too often. But yeah, I had a. Uh had a meeting go along today and had to miss practice. It's a yeah, unfortunate reality. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been on some like teams calls on my phone at the track, like just take the video off and you know, <laughs> on those calls that you just have to listen to. Right. Um, yeah. 
It was this, uh, this lady, one of our clients asked me to give her a call today. It was at like three 40 and I usually leave work at around four to get to practice. Yeah. Like four hits. I'm like, Oh no, this isn't ending anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about some, some pros or some benefits of being a coach? I mean, I guess to me, the, the flexibility, um, of, and I'm even an unpaid volunteer, right? So I feel like I have more like, I don't have to, not that I'm breaking all the rules, but, but, but you know, a little more flexibility to not be stuck in the system as much, maybe, I don't know. Um, like I don't ride the bus necessarily every time, um, partly because I get, I get car sick in the bus, <laughs> but um, so, you know, I drive separate, you know, where if, I, if, where if I was maybe a paid coach or a head coach, I clearly would feel like I had to you know, ride mm. the bus. Um, I, I do ride the bus sometimes, but it's usually the most miserable experience ever. Um, <laughs> for me, have, you ever yeah. thought, have you ever thought about becoming a teacher or like getting into the school? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, certainly you think about it every once in a while. Like, oh yeah, I could be a teacher. Um, my wife, my wife's actually a teacher. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think I could do it. You know. <laughs> it would be, that would be difficult I think yeah um what have you learned about like creating balance in life especially being a lay coach like between you know family work coaching like, how do you kind of keep it all all together yeah well, if you ask my wife she'd say I don't balance it right um <laughs> you know I think it helps uh, to have have an understanding family to understand that you know this, this is this is your passion so you know the time spent doing the track is kind of my time you know i'm not not that i don't golf but you know i'm not golfing when i'm not doing it the other things mm-hmm. um but, but we try to do a lot of family activities um we live on we live on the lake so we do a lot of lake activities um you know in fact just picked up the boat yesterday the day before so we'll probably be out on the boat even this weekend so we do a lot of those those types of activities uh, which is kind of why we moved <laughs> moved here yeah do you, do you feel like you do a good job of like let's say you're at practice, do you find yourself thinking a lot about like work and, and family stuff? Like, do you are you good at like keeping things not about compartmentalized, but kind of kind of separate? No, it, yeah, I, I would say I don't think about work at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Much more likely to think about track while I work. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, no, I, that doesn't seem to be a problem. Uh-huh. occasionally you're like oh yeah this one project okay yeah but for the most part not too bad yeah yeah i'm definitely the same way um okay getting into kind of coaching specifics uh again like share as much or as little as you want but training philosophy could you give us kind of a brief overview of what what you believe about training key workouts mileage progression etc yeah so i i would say it's evolved some um over the last you know five six years um, I'm, I'm probably willing to do a little bit more now than I was. And part of that, you know, going back to you know, all the discussion about my injury history, I, I, I'm so worried about an injury um, mm. that I, I feel like we probably undertrain, and definitely my first few years, definitely undertrained, probably by a significant amount. Um, and I'm trying to, I don't say I'm being aggressive or anything, we're not like running 80 miles a week, but you know, we're inching it up a little bit maybe this year um, than we have in the past. Um, but primarily, you know, I would say more of a Daniels, 
you know, threshold type stuff. We do a lot, you know, a ton of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably Steve Magnus is maybe the most influential maybe on uh, his science book, uh, running book was pretty, pretty important. Um, Have you ever listened to his podcast? Oh yeah. 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 All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Have you listened to all of them? Yeah, probably several of them more than once. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, great listen. Well, and it, it, it's it's sort of expensive. It depends what you say, right? It's like I don't know, twenty bucks a month or something. You can join the um, they have a Discord channel, oh. the Scholar Program. And you, you cannot imagine how much stuff is out there. Huh. I mean, the crazy amounts of information, and it's it's a place and all the coaches. It's basically like a it's like Facebook for coaches and people talk back and forth workouts plans. Um, so I spend quite a bit of time on there and Jonathan Marcus and, and Steve Magnus comment frequently on there. Um, cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, I'll, there's I'll a high school, high school coaching channel, right. That, you know, so like there, there've been times I've, I've said, Hey, here's, here's my plan for a workout. And then, you know, Hey, what do you guys think? And people will say, Oh, that's too hard or too easy or, well, first I ask them any questions about the context. They're all very, very detail oriented. But yeah, yeah. Um, but what did yeah. you say it was called again? So it's the Scholar Program. Scholar Program. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's been a really good resource. Um, to, I mean, you, you can get instant feedback on things. Um, uh, yeah. What uh? What about kind of the flip side of the coin with culture? Like what uh? Yeah. What kind of culture are you trying to build at Warsaw? Well, I mean, clearly we want success, right? And that's uh, kind of number, number one. Um, but we still want it to be fun, right? So there's, there's that balancing act. Um, and, and I don't know that I'm the fun coach necessarily. Uh, you know, we, we have – the head coaches plays that role much, much, much better. If I kind of – I kind of joke she's like the head cheerleader, but not in a derogatory way, right? But that's just kind of the role she plays. So she's much more into the, um, you know, keep making sure people are happy and – and, and that sort of thing. Um, but, but I guess taking it seriously, I guess is maybe one of my key things, right? Like mm-hmm. when, when, when you're at practice, we're at practice and, mm-hmm. you know, warm up as a, as a, as a purpose, cool down has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, if they're laughing and giggling a little bit, that's probably okay. But, 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 you know, as long as you're doing your, your work, we're good. Yeah. Have you, have you seen that shift through the years? Like has the girls been taking it more and more seriously? You know, it, it ebbs and flows, I think, with the, the athletes on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I think certainly, you know, senior leadership you know, influences that a lot. Um, I think when I first started, we, there was a super strong, like, senior group. I think you could, they, they just get it done, right? Um, we, we've had a few years where you maybe need to be a little more proactive as a coach to keep an eye on them. Um, but, but, you know, this year's probably a pretty good balance. Even though we're very young, actually, this year. But. Okay. Features bright. That's awesome. Yeah. Should be. Hope so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what have you learned specifically specifically about coaching girls? And then also, what's it like being a guy coaching girls? Yeah. So it's really kind of the only thing I know. So it's I don't have a really necessary comparison. Um, however, this year in track, kind of for the first time, the boys and girls are working out together on the distance side. Okay. Um, and so we made a conscious decision that we're going to kind of bring the two groups together a little bit more and, and just divide up by pace as opposed to by, you know, gender. 
Um, and so I've been around the boys a lot more this year. Um, <laughs> and and so I would say if I were the boys coach, I probably would certainly be slightly more strict mm. and a little more vocal. Um, I'm, I'm a little more of a yeller the, than, it, than it with the girls. I, I, I've never yelled once, I don't think. Well, I've never yelled at the girls once. I've yelled, I've yelled in their presence once. <laughs> People are on the track when they shouldn't be, right? Uh -huh. When they're in the way. Um, but yeah, so try to. I think the girls hopefully fit my personality. Of, again, more quiet, um, more supportive as opposed to a yeller. Okay. Yeah. How's that been uh, combining the the genders? Has it been? Oh, it's been great. I mean, I think the kids the kids have loved it. Um, we, we've had. Now it's not easy because uh, you know in track the, the meets don't always line up, but mm. indoors was I mean from basically from January first to you know end of March we were like almost every day doing stuff together, um, oh. you know our tempo runs and things like that. So that that was that's been great. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm sure it's a big like uh, encouragement for some of the better girls to uh, keep it up with the boys. It, exactly. Well, and surprisingly, the boys who have had a, just a phenomenal year. I mean, they've. I mean. I think like the top 25 boys have all PR'd by them getting just huge numbers. Um, and they had, it was like eight boys ran under 10 at caught the showcase. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a really good night at the showcase. So they, they, again, they're, they're, and part of it is, I think the motivation for them is they don't want to look weak in front of the girls. Mm. So, you know, so they'll run that extra mile in the tempo instead of like, oh, I, oh I'll stop at three because, oh, my, my leg hurts. Yeah. <laughs> They're faking it, right? And, right. They, and they, go, they go the distance because they don't want to look soft. Um, so it, it's really had an interesting uh, kind of both ways, I think. Um, yeah, that's interesting. It's, it's been fun. Um, what motivates you as a coach? Like what gets you through on the, the days maybe you don't feel like going to practice? Yeah, good question. Um, I, to me, it's the best part of the day. So um, mm -hmm. I'm usually pretty excited to, to get to practice. Um, it's most likely the seeing the success when they, when they, when they have success and they appreciate the success and enjoy the success. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing better, right, than seeing a, a kid set a goal and, and meet it. Um, For sure. Yes, it's uh, hanging on to the, those moments. Yeah. yeah. Definitely so worth it. That's cool. Um, I guess kind of on the, the personal side, what uh, what else do you enjoy doing outside of coaching? What uh, energizes you? Um, well, again, I mentioned foodie. So, uh, again, we cook a lot. So I'm a fairly good uh, cook. Cool. Um, so we do that, you know, fairly frequently. Um, golf has kind of come and gone uh, over the years. When I have time, we golf a lot. My son's starting to get into golf, so now it's more of a popular activity for us yeah what uh what do you cook do you have a favorite favorite dish so i i'm not so generally we break up the the, the chores with my wife's more of the day-to-day -day cook because when i do it i go over the top right okay. like i do the fancy like I, I try to recreate the fancy you know chef meals from the restaurants and things um and so i mean I, you know, i've got the science kit where i can make the foams and the you know the, the stuff like that, wow. uh, and so I, so I don't, we don't do that all that often, right? So it's that's more of a once a month kind of thing as opposed to the, the daily um, activity. But okay, what's uh, what's something you've done recently? Has there been any really really good ones? Um, working on a 
so my son and I went to uh, Jose Andres, who's the kind of the famous chef who does the like hurricane relief and all that. Uh, I can't remember what his, his business is called, but he also has really fancy, nice restaurants. There's one in Chicago, um, and he had a, a dish that was um, a 61 degree egg, and then a, a, a foam of basically um, potato. It was like the greatest thing ever, right? It was just so good. And so I'm, I'm trying to recreate that. So I'm working on my 61 degree egg. I bought a like, immersion circulator thing to you know, make, make make the egg exactly 61 degrees. Uh, and I can make the foam. And, 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 so you, you say a, did you say a foam of potato? Yeah. What is so that? You whip it, yeah, you whip, whip it really lightly. And then you put it, you know, I have a canister in, in CO2. Okay. And it, and it you know, squirts out more of a, like a foam instead of thick potato. Wow. <laughs> That's uh sounds like something. Yeah. So anyways, I play around with that every once in a while. It's kind of fun. It's very sciencey. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, well, before we wrap up, is there anything we missed? Anything in high school, college, coaching you want to bring up? I mean, not that I can think of. Um, yeah, it's good to go back down memory lane with some of the um, the history but yeah well i appreciate you you taking the time to come on i enjoyed this yeah no problem it was, awesome. it was good to be on well cool all right everybody until next time we will see you